0: My name is Stephen James Frederick Jr. I hope y'all having a great week, and uh, I just had some to start my own podcast. So uh, we're gonna have a word just here in a minute. But first, I'm gonna open us with some prayer. Father in heaven, thank you for this day. Thank you for your goodness, your love, and your mercy, Lord. I just pray that you'll be with us today. Help us to serve you better, love you more. Lord, I do pray for this podcast and this YouTube channel I'm going to try to start. That you'll... I'm not a newbie to text stuff, but I've never did a podcast. So, Lord, we just ask for your help in that. Lord, be with the people and be the message. Help me to say what you have me to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, the sermon today... Is my fourth sermon I did. I wish I'd have kept my first three, but my fourth sermon, Excuses Don't Work With God Because He equipped the Call. And my scriptures for this are this chapter 4 and Jeremiah 1 1 to 13. So I'm going to read them and then I'm going to get into my observation. That's how we do things here and kind of my spin on things, some real application things. So Exodus 4. Exodus, chapter 4. And God's word says, Then Moses answered, But suppose they do not believe me or listen to me, but say, The Lord did not appear to you. The Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? And he said, A staff. And he said, Throw it on the ground. So he threw the staff on the ground, and it became a snake. And Moses drew back from it. Then the Lord said to Moses, Reach out your hand and seize it by the tail. So he reached out with his hand and grasped it, and it became a staff in his hand, so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Again the Lord said to him, Put your hand inside your cloak. And he put his hand inside his cloak, and when he took it out, his hand was leprous, as white as snow then God said put your hand back into the cloak so he put his hand back into the cloak and when he took it out it was restored like the rest of the body if they will not believe you or heed the first sign they may believe the second sign if they will not believe even these two signs or heed you then you shall take some water from the Nile and pour it out on dry ground and the water that you should take from the Nile will become blood on the dry ground but Moses said to the Lord O oh my Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor even now that you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow tongue. Then the Lord said to him, Who gives speech to the mortals? Who makes them or deaf or seeing blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, and I will be in your mouth and teach you what you should are to speak. But he said, But he said, O oh my Lord, please send someone else. Then the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses, and he said, What of your brother Aaron the Levite? I know that he can speak fluently. Even now he is coming out to meet you, and when he sees you, his heart will be glad. You shall speak to him, and put the words in his mouth. And I will be with your mouth, and with his mouth, and will teach you what you shall do. He indeed shall speak for you to the people. He shall serve as a mouth for you, and you shall serve God for him. Take in your hand this staff, which you shall perform the signs, and that's uh, Exodus four one to seventeen on that, and then the second scripture is Jeremiah one one to thirteen. Jeremiah 1, 1 to 13. The key verse is going to be 4 and 5 on that. And the Word of God says, The words of Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah of the priests who were in Ananoth in the land of Benjamin, to whom the Word of the Lord came in the days of King Josiah, son of Ammon of Judah, in the 13th year of his reign. It came also in the days of King Jehoiakim son of Josiah of Judah, and until the eleventh year of King Zedekiah, son of Josiah of Judah, until the captivity of Jerusalem in the fifth month. Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, truly I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. But the Lord said to me, do not say i am a boy for you shall go to all whom i send you and you shall speak whatever i command you to speak do not be afraid of them for i am with you to deliver you says the lord then the lord put out his hand and touched my mouth and the lord said to me now i have put my words in your mouth see today i have pointed you over the nations and the over kingdoms to pluck up and pull up to destroy and overthrow to build and to plant. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an olive tree. Then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am watching over my ward to perform it. The word of the Lord came to me a second time saying, what do you see? And I said, I see a boiling pipe total away from the north. Now I'm reading from the NRSV version. Y'all can read from whatever version you feel comfortable with. Uh, there's a lot of good versions in IV, KJV, NKJV, ERSV, whatever you feel comfortable with. As long as ain't one of them wacky dacky Bibles. But um let's get into this now. My message on this. You know, number one, God uses signs in multiple ways, some of which are which we have to be more aware of. You know, God works in mysterious ways. We like to forget that, you know, sometimes He doesn't work in normal ways. God works in mysterious ways. You might ask for a prayer and God answers that prayer, but it doesn't answer when you ask it. But it it happens in weird ways. You're thinking, why would God do this? God has a habit of working in mysterious ways. We need to be more of that, more cognizant, I guess, would be the scientific term of that. We need to be more in tune with the Holy Spirit and the fact that God still works in mysterious ways. And it cracks me up here that Moses tried twice to change God's mind of using him, but God was not amused. And here's the thing about excuses, y'all: excuses can make God very angry. You know, growing up, my mom always told me, she said, Stephen James Frederick Jr. excuses are like buttholes. Everybody's got one, and sometimes they stink. And you know what? It's very true. You know, it's just a simple way of saying it. But another thing is, God's plans are always perfect despite our lack of faith or conviction. So, you know, like for Moses here, he didn't feel qualified. He didn't feel, what's the word I'm looking for? equipped but and neither did uh jeremiah jeremiah said well i'm too young brother said i can't speak and you know god excuses can make him angry if he if he's called you to something he will or already has equipped you to it amen i never thought i'd be speaking preaching you know, I never dreamed it would happen. I've taught, I've done other things in the church. I've I've had a wonderful time doing that, you know, but I never thought it would come. But here it came here a couple months ago. And the Lord, he sends me messages sometimes at the weirdest times. Like I said, mysterious ways. The last message, uh, Sermon 6, which I'll be sharing with y'all here a little bit later or in the next coming days. It was at like 3 o'clock in the morning when God gave me that message but God's plans are always perfect and it doesn't matter if we have lack of faith or conviction I mean we we have to look at things in a certain way God sees things in an eternal perspective number five God's charge is something that cannot be ignored or questioned let me say that again God's charge is not something that can be ignored or questioned when God charges, cause somebody to do something. It cannot be ignored. It cannot be questioned. Whether you like the idea or not. For instance, when King Saul was king of Israel, here comes King David. You know, know, God wasn't with King Saul anymore. It didn't matter what Saul thought of it. David was going to be king because guess what? That was God's will. He had already put charge in David. He had already saw that David was brave. And um it was funny the story when Samuel was going to to you know find the, the the new king, you know, and and uh David's dad, you know, he Jesse he had all these look good looking sons, physical, and then none of them were the one to be king. You know, Samuel thought surely it'd be one of them. But the Lord told him, Look at this Samuel. People look on the outside, but the Lord looks on the heart. And he took that shepherd boy, who not people had a whole lot of hope for. There'd be anything in his whole life in shepherd boy. He made him the king over Israel and Judah. That's the kind of God we serve. Number six, God equipped Moses what he called him to do. Not calling Moses because he was fully equipped or highly qualified. And there's nothing against somebody going to seminary and having a degree and doing all that to preach. But you know, God can use ordinary, everyday people, knucklehead sinners like me to preach too. I've never been to seminary. I'm not no theological, you know, wizard. I'm a student of all, I'm a student of Almighty God and of this Bible. Better than I know any other book. I don't like books. I've made, I read three books make it through high school and college and they were signed. So, but this book, I love. This book, I can't get enough of. I study it. You know, when the Lord calls me to do a message, you know, I really get insight. And I, I, you know, I remember the scriptures. And I'm grateful to God that he's given me the type of memory, like a photographic type memory. But, um, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes God uses every ordinary day people like us. You think about the 12 people he chose to be his followers. I mean, these were, these were not the most, you know, glorious looking dudes. They were fishermen. along was a tax collector, a Levite. I mean, it wouldn't have been the first person you would expect Jesus to go up to like, you're going to come and follow me. But Jesus used ordinary, everyday people, knucklehead centers like me, to reach ordinary, everyday people, knucklehead centers like anybody else out there. And I think we lose sight of that in this world. You know, the emphasis shouldn't be so much on education, that is, it is on passion and zeal. I've never been bashful when it comes to talking about God and all he's done for me in my life. I'll be bashful about talking about myself because there ain't nothing good in this old dude except for the almighty God, Jesus Christ, who gave his life for me. That's what's good in me. It's God through me. It's not me through God. It's God through me. He would say, what have you done? I "I haven't done nothing, but God through me has done some amazing things. Then here we go, point seven. Fear, many times, wins. Why? Because we are weak in the spirit or are unwilling to do what the Lord would have us to do. You know, when Jesus was in there and he was at the Garden of Gethsemane and he asked Peter and who else was willing, James and John, he asked one of them, you know, watch for an hour. And they fell asleep. He said, "the the the flesh is the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak." That's you know I mean that's that speaks volumes. Fear many times wins because we are weak in the spirit or unwilling to do what God has called us to do, what the Lord's called us to do. You know, devil he uses that fear real. He's real good at it too. You know, sometimes people say we give the devil too much credit. Sometimes I don't think we give him enough credit. He's very smart. He was the highest angel. He took a third of the angels with him to be his demons or followers. Now I'm not I'm not praising the devil. Don't go there on it. But what I'm saying is, you know, not only does the devil know every weakness, God does too. Praise God that he knows our every weakness. Because we can go to him and those weaknesses. Those I have weaknesses. And it's in those times that I have to go to God and say, Lord, help me do better in this area. And he'll equip us to get through that. But fear is a very big discouragement and downfall for many people. Number eight. God appointed Jeremiah before his birth, before he, before he, he knew exactly what he was doing. God didn't do something on a whim, like, well, let me just, you know, it ain't like old Emerald Lagasse. You ever watch Emerald Lagasse cook y'all those? And he'd get the secret ingredient. He said, BAM! Bam, and he would throw this in here and throw that in there and then make a big pot. he would make an awesome meal, you know God ain't like that I will tell you two statements that are true God doesn't make junk and God doesn't make mistakes now I wasn't going to include this but I think I should I went to a concert last year over a concert of Jason Gregg who um... you know even the sparrows know, and the one that he really sung that got to me though does nothing is wasted. And this man began to speak of his testimony how he had a speech impediment, and I would have never known he had a speech impediment. But he said one time he was doing, he was having a real hard time with it, and he got out and he was going out, and you know, and some person wanted to meet him and buy a T-shirt, and so he took the time. And it was a young kid, like nine years old, who has a really bad speech impediment. And he just went up to Jason Gray and he said, I just want to tell you you're my hero. And Jason Gray described this, and he said it really just it melted his heart. And that's why he believes and I do too. God doesn't make junk and God doesn't make mistakes. He undo something on a whim. I mean, any of y'all that's read Genesis, you could think about how he spoke creation into existence and how all these wonderful things would happen on this planet to enjoy. God didn't just do that, well, I'm just going to make, you know, just something simple or this something simple. You know, he he took extreme details in everything he does. Now, he doesn't always give us the details. He ain't always a GPS type God. Ask Abraham. He told Abraham, go into a place I will show you. Abraham didn't say, Lord, where's that GPS code? He ain't always like that. Number nine. Jeremiah's excuse was his young age, his lack of experience. Well, you know, you might say that's a, that's a reasonable excuse. But like I said, excuses don't work with God. God wants us to have full confidence in Him and in His abilities. That's another big thing too. I'm going to tell you what, if you're praying and you're not praying in confidence and you're not confident in what God can do, you're praying you're saying, Lord, help me here or help me there. But you don't really believe that he has the power to do that prayer? That prayer ain't getting no higher than the ceiling. You know, we could take confidence in our God. He is the Almighty God, Alpha and Omega God, Great I Am God. He is the only G-O-D God there is. Now we got all these other pagan gods, yeah. But there's small g God. This is the big g -g 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 God. This is creator and sustainer of life, God. So, think about that. And then lastly, God doesn't need any of us, but he chooses who he will use. He doesn't need me. He doesn't need Stephen James Stratford Jr., but he, choose, he chose to use it. So I do the best I can to bring him praise and honor and glory. I don't want any credit. I just want God to get glorified. And if there's anything I can do that's good to God for all he's done for me in my life, I want to do that. Anyways, I hope y'all have a wonderful weekend. I'm going to close us out in a word of prayer. God bless y'all. Father in heaven, Lord, thank you for this day that you made. Help us to rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, that we thank you that every day you give us a new opportunity to do something a little bit better than we did the day before. Lord, I pray you will help me. Lord, knuckleheaded sinner you love to do better in certain things where I need to do better in. Lord, be with the people that are listening to this podcast or will listen to it. And just bless them in a special way this weekend. We thank you for all these things. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you God bless